Stakor Kijai, Iskan founder Acharya Srila Prabhupada Kijai, Prem Zigaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Shivasiddhi Gaur Bhaktivinoda Kijai, Sri Radha Krishna Gopinath Sam Transcendental Book Distribution Kijai, Maya Pardam Kijai, All Glories to Some of the Votees, All Glories to Some of the Votees, All Glories to Some of the Votees, All Glories, All Glories to Shishi Guru and Shri Gauranga. Om Ajnanatam Arandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshamulitam Dina Tasma Shekhave Namaha Mukam Bhutavachalam Omudam Haiti Yatmanataraham Bande Shigurum Dinatarinam Vanchaka Putyubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyavacha Paditanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavevyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhanityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Sivasati Gaura Vakavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So thank you for coming to this Sankirtan seminar about book distribution. It's something that is uh, very important for this movement actually because we have extremely valuable knowledge that people aren't aware of so we want people to become aware of this knowledge and the more we have faith in this knowledge the more we'll want to share it with others. If we don't have faith, then it's difficult to have the determination and the sincerity to to go out. Krishna says, Shraddhava Labhate Jnana Tatpra Sangyatendriya Jnana Labhva Rangashanti Pachvinayagashati he says, a faithful person who is dedicated to transcendental knowledge and who controls the senses becomes eligible to attain such knowledge. And upon attaining this knowledge, he achieves the highest peace. I don't know if this little child is going to be able to make it through this class. Mataji. So, how to get faith? Of course, the best way to get faith in Krishna is by hearing, by reading the Bhagavad Gita, by reading the Srimad Bhagavatam, by associating with the devotees, we become faithful, retain this faith. But you know what's interesting is that my faith has increased more than anything 
अनुभव सृष्टि Of 
Krishna. He says, there's no truth greater than me. I'm the greatest. So we want everybody in the world to know of the greatness of Krishna. That's our mission. We want everybody to know. There's already there's quite a few people that know. But there's a lot that don't. In the major religions around the world, there was mainly prophets. Muhammad, Jesus. They never said they were the greatest. They were the servants. But here we have the, a major religion. Of course, we're, we're Vaishnavas, but it's connected with Hinduism. But Krishna says, I'm the greatest. No one else says that in major religions. So Krishna says it. So we want everybody to know of the greatness of Krishna. The Supreme Personality of God. So and by this book distribution, we gain this faith. I'm sure you've all had this experience, you know, having a tough time, and you take shelter of Krishna, and just things just open up, and books start going out. It's mystical. Krishna is the master of all mystics. So you experience, we experience that mysticism of Krishna and book distribution. So, he who has attained knowledge, who has dedicated, or who has attained faith, and who has dedicated to transcendental knowledge. So how do we become, how, what is a way to show our dedication to this knowledge? By distributing it. That's one way to show our dedication. Because Krishna comes. He comes to give this knowledge out. And he leaves it for us. There's one statement that the living entity cannot gain the spiritual knowledge on his own. Imagine if we were trying to understand the absolute truth and we didn't have the Bhagavad Gita, we didn't have the Srimad Bhagavatam. Prabhupada had not come. Boy, huh? We would be in big trouble. Huh? <laughs> We'd be out there speculating like everybody else is speculating. So, therefore Krishna comes and he gives us this this knowledge. So we're very fortunate, actually. So to be dedicated to give this knowledge out is very auspicious. We could also be dedicated to, to hearing the knowledge, reading the knowledge, memorizing, like memorizing verses. Memorizing verses is very important for our uh, understanding of a book distribution and understanding of the philosophy. Prabhupada one time he said, my disciples should know my books like lawyers know their law books. And good lawyers, they really know their law books. So these are actually the law books of mankind for the next 10,000 years. So we should also know these books inside and out. 
you should read every day. Prabhupada said minimum an hour or two, uh, if you can. There was one devotee, he used to, he was the biggest book distributor in the history of Iskand. 900 books one time he did in, in one day. He would regularly go out and do 500. It was just like a regular day. 500 big books. And he would read between three and four hours a day. He would get surcharged by reading this knowledge. You get inspired, you get surcharged. Prabhupada says in one purport that the pure devotee, he does not have a material body because of his being surcharged with the identical interest of Krishna. So, we get charged up also by hearing this knowledge. And when people get these books, some people, some fortunate souls, they become surcharged themselves. Prabhupada gives the example of just like a, if you have a hot wire, an electrical wire, and someone touches it, they become electrocuted. Right? And if someone touches him, he gets electrocuted. And someone touches him, he gets electrocuted. And it goes on and on. I don't know how far that can go. Maybe it wears out eventually. <laughs> but these books are surcharged with spiritual energy. Right? And people get these books and they feel the energy. I remember hearing one time Parameshwar Prabhu, he was distributing books and he handed a book to someone and he said, and a student or a concert, he said, this book is powerful. He felt the energy. And Parameshwar Prabhu said, yeah, well, what you're holding is God. You have God in your hands. Well, I guess that's why it's powerful. <laughs> So these books are powerful. Yeah. Prabhupada said they could just read one line. It could change their life. There was one student who got a, a BTG from a devotee. And he took it home. And he read about one paragraph. And he liked it. But then somehow his his father came in and said, hey, what, are you, what are you reading there? And back to God, hey, what is this? So he took it away from him. Because his father's a big preacher. Major preacher in the Southwest. But he, this student, the son of this preacher, he didn't forget that. And then he got a, a book later. And that book he kept and he didn't let his parents see it. And he read the book science of self-realization and he became a devotee he decided to visit the temple visiting and became became a big preacher following the footsteps of his father so then his father eventually found out that he had became a Hare Christian so he called him up and he said how is it possible that you've grown up a Christian studying the Bible and so devotional 
How is it possible you become a Hare Krishna? And this young man told his father, for the first time in my life, I'm coming closer to God. I feel I'm coming closer to God. And his father was actually pious. He said, well then you continue on. Christian preacher, then continue on. And I wish you all success. So, this is what happens when people get Prabhupada's books. They become inspired. Spiritual life. So, to dedicate ourselves to distributing the books, to reading the books, to also uh, share the knowledge with other devotees. Every day I'm visiting one friend of mine, Tara Das, and we, have, we take prasadam together and afterwards we read together the Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. And it's so nice to hear about Krishna in the association of other devotees. Satang prasangam mamavirya sangvado that the devotees of the Lord, they derive great happiness in hearing about Krishna in the association of other devotees. And by this hearing about Krishna in the association of other devotees, one very quickly becomes liberated. You gain great faith in Krishna also by this hearing. And you get a taste for hearing about Krishna. Our faith grows in the association of other devotees. And reading Chaitanya Charitamrita also. These books are so valuable. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was speaking to one devotee and he told a story of one astrologer, one Brahmin astrologer. He was going door to door and he was trying to give some advice and stuff. So he went to one man home and this man is very poor and he is very depressed because he was so poor. So this astrologer, he said, actually you shouldn't feel so depressed because of your poverty because I tell you your father has left you a great treasure so this poor man became very happy. Oh, a treasure has been left for me. So this astrologer, his name is Sarvagya, he said, but be careful. When you try to get this treasure, and you try to get it on the southern side of where this treasure is, you're going to be bitten by bees. And they're going to harass you so much that you're not going to be able to get the treasure. 
And if you dig on the western side, you're going to be harassed by ghosts. The ghosts are going to make you so fearful that you're not going to be able to get the treasure. And if you try to get the treasure on the northern side, from the northern side you're going to be devoured by a big black snake and you won't be able to get the treasure. So these bees are compared to fruit of activities. Everyone in the world practically is trying to get pleasure, trying to get happiness through material sense gratification. And everybody is getting bitten. There's so much suicide, there's so much drug abuse, alcohol abuse, so much divorce, and women and you know, girls and boys breaking up, there's so much. Therefore, this stress is the main disease in the world, throughout the world, because they're trying to enjoy like anything and they're frustrated. So trying to enjoy material sense gratification is futile. There's no pleasure there. Therefore, Krishna said this world is Dukalyam or Sashvatam. It's a place of suffering. You can't find happiness in a place where there's suffering. There was one instance of a yogini here in Mayapur. She came to visit Prabhupada with two of her disciples. And she was inviting Prabhupada to a meeting of, of saints, of sadhus. And the, the idea or the theme was happiness, health and harmony. The sadhus were going to gather together and they were going to enlighten the people in general in how to attain happiness, health and harmony. And Prabhupada looked at her and said, you're wasting your time. Because Krishna has already stamped this place to Kaliya Masasvatam. If you want happiness, health, and harmony, chant Hare Krishna, go back to Godhead. It's not going to happen without Krishna. He said, just like if you take some perfume and you throw it in the toilet, does that make the toilet a nice place? <laughs> Doesn't make it a nice place. I was shocked that Prabhupada gave her that example. She didn't like that example. <laughs> but the devotees, they liked it. Because Prabhupada said, actually, that this material world, it's like Krishna's bathroom. It's not a nice place. When you go to the bathroom, you do your business and you get out. Right? You don't try to make nice arrangements in the bathroom. And who does that? You just do your business and you get out. So that's the, the mood we should have. Come in here, do our business which is to get purified and get out of here. One time a devotee said, Prabhupada, I want to come back life after life and distribute your books. And Prabhupada said, don't think yourselves to be so advanced. Do your business and get out of here. You know, of course, distribute as many books as you can, but get out of here. As Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, this is a weird abode. It's a weird place. Don't try to 
make any arrangement to stay here, even though you may be trying to help people. But the material nature is so strong that even though someone's trying to help others, still you can get bewildered. So many book distributors. We had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of book distributors. And unfortunately, they, they couldn't stick it out and many left. It's a dangerous place. Danger at every step. So better just take this Krishna consciousness very seriously, try to help as many people as we can, and go back to Godhead. Now the western side, that's where the ghosts were. So Sarvagya explained that these ghosts are compared to people that are mental speculating. So much mental speculation going on. Just like this one philosopher, Nietzsche, he was the first one to come up with the idea that, that nothing exists. It's all just void. And when you die, there's nothing. So much speculation. Just like one friend of mine, he was in the university, he was studying philosophy. Krishna Kshetra Prabhu, actually Krishna Kshetra Maharaj now. Many of you probably know him. So he was studying philosophy. So his book was on there on the table, so I just opened it up and, and read a couple paragraphs. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe people believe this. Just two paragraphs, and I, I put it down and said, boy, think Krishna, Prabhupada came and gave us the absolute philosophy. So much speculation. It's scary. I remember there was one devotee that said that he saw one on one wall. It said, God is dead, Nietzsche. And then after Nietzsche passed away, there's another next to it that said, Nietzsche is dead, God. <laughs> so they're trying to kill, they're trying to kill God. Just like when Prabhupada went to 26 Second Avenue, there was one, there was one uh, newspaper there, the East Village Other, and they were very favorable to Prabhupada. And they wrote, there was an article written that a Swami has come to the East Side. Many are saying that God is dead, but Swamiji has come to let everybody know God is not dead, He's alive and well. He's doing great. <laughs> so Prabhupada was the first one also to tell that God is a person. And not only is he a person, he's the most wonderful person. Krishna is really cool. <laughs> I was just reading the Krishna book. Krishna, when Krishna was about 10 years old, he had hair down to his waist. Prabhupada said Krishna is the original hippie. <laughs> so Krishna is so wonderful. So we want everybody to hear about how wonderful Krishna is and give them an opportunity to become free of all their speculation, all their nonsense. And then the northern side 
is compared to a big black snake, which is the mystic yoga perfection. These mystic yogis, they are able to do so many amazing things. And they become very proud. They have these mystic abilities. And they become devoured by their pride, by their pride. Of course, not many people have that. But there's a lot of people out there trying to enjoy the fruits of their activities and a lot of speculation. So he went on to say that, but if you dig on the eastern side, there you will find the treasure. There you will be able to achieve the treasure. And that is compared to devotional service. This is where the treasure is in devotional service. If someone is engaged in devotional service, especially pure devotional service, then they're very, very wealthy. Lord Chaitanya, in his in this last chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's the Shastika verses. So in between those verses, there are other verses. And one of them is very nice. Prema dana manam yate daridu jivan dasakare vitari tari prema dana tari that Lord Chaitanya says if one does not have love for Krishna in their life, then they are deridu jivans. They're poor souls. He goes on to say, Therefore, my dear Lord Krishna, please give me devotional service. Give me love for you. That's all I want as salary. That's all I want as salary. Everybody wants something. They're doing something, they want something in exchange. So devotees only want love for Krishna as their salary. And this is the best salary. Just think when Prabhupada was... Here's up here Prabhu, there's a seat up here if you want. When Prabhupada was in New Delhi, Before he went to the West, he was poverty-stricken. He had no money. He had, a, you know, maybe two old dhotis, a couple old kurtas, no money. And he was distributing his BTGs, Back to God in magazines. And at one point he, he collapsed, heat stroke. And people, because he, he, he didn't, wasn't dressed very nicely, they just thought he was a, a you know, some poor person that is walked by him. And then someone saw, oh, no, no, I, I know this person. He's a scholar. He picked him up. So Prabhupada, materially, he was very, very poor. But he was the wealthiest person on the planet. Because there was so much love for Krishna. And so much desire to give Krishna to others. So it appeared like he was poverty-stricken. But he was the wealthiest person on the planet. Six ghost homies of Vrindavan, they were living under a different tree every night. So poor, materially. Jesus Christ also. 
he was homeless. But they were so wealthy. So this is the wealth that we should be trying to achieve. And when we're distributing books, we're giving them real wealth. We're giving them the most valuable thing on the planet. Krishna says, Itavajjama sapoyam dehinam miyadeshu Prana artha diyavaja strayam acharamta He says it's the duty of everyone to give their life to help others. Prana artha to give your wealth. Just like we have this Shastradhan. Not everybody can distribute books. But some people are giving Lakshmi. All over the world people are giving Lakshmi. Devotees give Lakshmi for book distribution. It's very auspicious. Prana, Artha, Dhyā. To give our intelligence. And how to help others. Sometimes, you know, we have to... Generally we have a mantra that we all chant when we're distributing books. But sometimes you got to go out of that that mantra thing and, and pay to Krishna for some help. I remember I was distributing books one time in, uh, in Australia. Maybe some of you have heard this before. But it's pretty interesting. I was going door to door and one man opened the door And he saw the Bhagavad Gita in my hand. And he said, no, 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 I'm not interested. I worship Satan. Oh, good. This book is about God. So you should know your enemy. So he said, all right, good point. All right, I'll take one. <laughs> he gave $20 and took a Bhagavad Gita. I was distributing once in, uh, in the airport and I showed the book to this one man. You know, like I, I showed the pictures and everything. He said, no, nah, I'm not interested. So I said, I pointed to his head and he said, I said, up here you're not interested at all. Then I pointed to his heart, but here you're very interested. All right. All right, you got me. I'll take it. <laughs> so there's different things we could we could say. You have to use our intelligence. Krishna is known as Diyampati, which means he's the Lord of Intelligence. So we should pray to Krishna for the intelligence to convince these people to to take Prabhupada's books. And then they'll have real wealth. They may not appreciate it in the beginning. Uh, but so many books stay in people's homes. There was one instance of a uh, of one man, he got a Bhagavad Gita from someone. And uh, in Bombay, 
and he put it in his bookshelf. It sat there for years. Years and years and years it sat there. And then he had some difficulty in his life. His, his wife was giving him a hard time speaking very foully. And his children started speaking to him very foully. And his life just became miserable. So he started drinking, became an alcoholic. And finally he just decided, you know, just, I can't live like this. So he was going to commit suicide. But he just happened to glance up before he was going to commit suicide. He glanced up and he saw the Bhagavad Gita. So he thought, ah, maybe there's something there. So he took it down and he started reading. And he said, just to read the first paragraph, I felt so much relief. He kept reading. He just read the Bhagavad Gita for like four days, four or five days, finished it. And when he finished reading it, he told one this devotee, he said, I had never been so happy in my life. So to this day, he reads Bhagavad Gita every day. And all his family problems were solved. They all became devotees. So, these books solve problems. <laughs> Lots of problems are solved. Of course, it's not easy to distribute books. Nayam lokus te yagyasya kutonya kurusatama. But Krishna says, without sacrifice, one cannot be happy in this life or on this planet. So generally people, they think happiness means you just satisfy the senses. But we're not our senses. We're different. Krishna says, evam bude param budva samsabhyatmanamatma Knowing oneself to be transcendental to the material senses, mind and intelligence one should steady oneself by carefully engaging in Krishna consciousness and slay this formidable enemy known as lust. So we're not this body. We're the soul. Actually this body is dead. All of our bodies are dead actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, because the soul is within the body. It appears to be alive. Just like we've all seen these puppeteers. You know, the puppeteers, they have their show. And the little two-year-old kids are down there and they're enjoying the show. He has his costume up there. But then after the show, sometimes the children, they see the costume. Oh, it was just a costume. It wasn't alive. So this body is a very, very, very sophisticated costume. We're not this body at all. We're 100% not the body. I was preaching to one student in, the, in our restaurant in Los Angeles, and I was telling him how we're not the body, you know, we're actually the soul within. And he said, aren't we just a little bit the body? No, we're 100% not the body, we're the soul. You're like, wow, okay. <laughs> so yeah. So we got to let people know that they're not their costume. 
there's something different. And how big are we? We're so small. We can't even be seen. One ten thousand size of a tip of a hair. Krishna says that some, they look on the soul as amazing. Some describe him as amazing. Some see him or some uh, hear of him as amazing. And some, even after hearing about him, can't understand him at all. So it's difficult to understand the soul because it's so subtle. What to speak of Krishna? He's, the, he's described the most subtle. This is Krishna. He's here. He's in this room. He's everywhere. One time there was an interview with Prabhupada one newspaper interviewer was interviewing Prabhupada and they were talking about this about God and this interviewer asked Prabhupada can you see God? and Prabhupada said yes and one devotee next to him he said well he, Prabhupada can see God in the sense that he can see the energy of God and understand this is this is God and Prabhupada said, no, I see Krishna. And the interviewer, interviewer and the devotee are like, well, who is this person? <laughs> so Prabhupada can see Krishna. Although he's so subtle. Why can he see Krishna? Because his eyes are anointed with the Pope of Love. Premanjina Churita Bhakti Galochanena Santaksadaiva Vridhyesivaloka So it's actually natural for us to see Krishna. Because he's our father. But because we're prisoners here, we're overcome by the modes of material nature, therefore we can't see Krishna. So what we're doing by practicing this Krishna consciousness is we're trying to just come back to normal or we can see Krishna again. Or we can again engage in pastimes with Krishna. And we want to help others also. I had a nice experience recently in, uh, in Australia. I distributed Bhagavad Gita to one, uh, one young man there. And then after the, we had, it's a Woodford Festival, big six-day festival, we, we, we camp out there, sleep in tents. So one, this, this one young man, he, upon getting the Gita, reading some of it, he went to the temple there, Nugobradam. And when we all arrived back there, he was already there, chanting Hare Krishna. And now he's distributing books and doing Harinam every day. He's so happy. So, Here's an example where I had the experience of someone getting a book and becoming a devotee. But we don't know how many people we distribute books to become devotees. We have no idea. I was in Canada one time, in Toronto, Rathiatra, and one young man came up to me and he said, Vijay, I want to thank you. 
I want to thank you so much. I said, you're, you're welcome. Now, why are you thanking me? He said, 25 years ago, you gave a book to a friend of mine, and you signed your name. In the old days, we used to sign our name all the time in the book. And that friend of mine, he wasn't interested, but he knew I was interested. So now I've been a devotee for 25 years. So thank you. It really makes you feel good, you know? When you help someone out of the muck of material life. In Australia one time, also in, Mel in Melbourne, I gave class, gave a Sangatron class there. Afterwards, one lady, she came, she said, your name is Vijay? I said, yeah. He said, I got a Bhagavad Gita at a bookstore. I bought a Bhagavad Gita for $2 at a bookstore here in Australia. And now I've become a devotee. I guess someone, sometimes people, they, they get a book from us and then they, they're not interested, they sell it to a bookstore. A lot of people, a lot of devotees have become devotees because of getting books. You? Here's one right here. <laughs> he got a book out of a bookstore, one of Prabhupada's books. Many devotees have become devotees by getting books out of a bookstore. We sell a book to someone, you know, they're not interested, not very interested, they you know, try to get their money back. You know? <laughs> sell it to the bookstore. So we don't know. There's one amazing story of uh, one man, he, uh, he was visiting the, the temple there in in England, in Bhaktivedanta Manor. And he was interested in Krishna consciousness, but he had one attachment. He liked to fish. And he told the devotees, no, I have this, this thing, I like to fish. And they said, well, you know, it's not good karma, you know, <laughs> fishing, it's really bad karma. You get it? I mean, it's going to happen to you. And that made, that made good sense. Right? You know, why would I do something where it's going to come back to me? But somehow he, was, he just, he couldn't give up fishing. So he left the temple. And he started fishing again. Some people's attachments are very unusual. So he's out there fishing. And he throws his line out there. And he, he throws it and he, and he catches something. He's reeling it in. And it's, it's heavy, so it's saying, wow, i got a big one here. He's reeling it in, reeling it in. And then it comes out, and it's, it's a paper bag with something in it. And reeling it. What's this? Reels it in. It's a book. It's one of Prabhupada's books in a plastic bag. Because in Europe, because it rains a lot, they, they shrink wrap the books. So this person, I guess he got a book, and he just threw it into the into the lake or the river or whatever it was and, and there it sat until this fisherman this ex-devotee fisherman caught it and then when he opened it, he opened it up he said, he said Krishna you got a good sense of humor <laughs> and he gave up his fishing and moved into the temple <laughs> pretty amazing <laughs> Krishna has a, actually Krishna is known as there's a name for Krishna, Kautuki, which means he has the best sense of humor. Kautuki. Kautuki. 
which means he who has the best sense of humor. Just like everybody likes to be entertained by comedians and stuff. So Krishna, he's got an incredible sense of humor. Where do all these comedians get their ideas from? From Krishna. So he must be a really good comedian, right? He's so funny. We can't imagine. We'll probably go back to the spiritual world and we're just going to be laughing all the time. Yeah. And devotees also get these qualities of Krishna, just like Shyama Sundar. He used to travel with Prabhupada a lot, his Prabhupada's secretary. He said he was traveling all around India. He said Prabhupada had us laughing all the time. Incredible sense of humor. Yeah. So all these different qualities of Krishna become manifest. So, a devotee, he has 26 qualities that become manifest as we uh, engage in devotional service. And of course, Krishna, he has unlimited qualities. But in the prayers of the Vedas, it's stated that there's one quality which stands above all the other qualities of Krishna. Anybody know what that is? a lot of qualities so you probably go on. Huh? There's one quality of Krishna which stands above all the others. And Krishna has millions. He has unlimited. Anantashesha is constantly singing the glories of Krishna. So there's one that stands above all the others. Alright, give one more try. Who wants to give it a try? No. No. Yes. You get the Maha today. Compassion. Krishna comes here to this world to help us. He's the most compassionate. He comes in many ways. It's described that Krishna is constantly traveling around the universes. Therefore, it's Nityalila. Krishna's pastimes are Nityalila. Constantly they're going on. He's always speaking the Bhagavad Gita somewhere in the creation. His pastimes are constantly going on. So this is his compassion. He comes to help us. And if we go out of our way to help Krishna in this mission of trying to help the conditioned souls, then we become very dear to Krishna. And therefore, Krishna says, Yahidam Padamanguyam. There's no one more dear to me than that person who is spreading this knowledge, who is distributing this knowledge of Bhagavad Gita. And there'll never be anyone more dear to me. So if you want to get real close to Krishna, then distribute books. Prabhupada said you quickly become recognized by Krishna, by this book distribution. So maybe I'll take some questions now. I've seen a few hands go up. Yes? Yes, yes. The question is, or the statement, which, which might bring out a question, that devotees are more compassionate than Krishna. Why? 
Because before Krishna said this verse, Yahidam Padamanguyam, he says this knowledge should not be given to those who are envious, to those who are not devoted, to those who are not engaged in devotional service, and to those who are not austere. Those four things, Krishna says. We should not give this knowledge to those persons. So, word is distributing books to everyone that's not devoted to Krishna. They're not austere. So why are we doing that? In the third chapter, text 29, purport, Prabhupada says that a devotee knows the purpose of Krishna and therefore he is more compassionate than Krishna. Anybody have the Bhagavad Gita with them? 329, we could read the exact purport there. I think it's the last, might be the last paragraph. So the devotee is even more compassionate to Krishna. Now why does Krishna say that we should not give this knowledge to those who are not devoted to him, not austere, not engaged in devotional service? Why? In that purport, Prabhupada says, because Krishna does not want his devotees to waste their time. See, that's also the compassion of Krishna. He doesn't want to see us waste our time with atheistic people or people that are just nonsense. So Krishna says that because of compassion for his devotees. But the devotees are even more compassionate even though they know Krishna doesn't want us to waste our time. Still we, we go out and our, we waste our time on rascals that aren't interested. <laughs> here, I'll read the exact paragraph here. Men who are ignorant cannot appreciate activities in Krishna consciousness. And therefore, Lord Krishna advises us not to disturb them and simply waste valuable time. But the devotees of the Lord are more kind than the Lord because they understand the purpose of the Lord. Consequently, they undertake all kinds of risk, even to the point of approaching ignorant men to try to engage them in the acts of Krishna consciousness, which are absolutely necessary for the human being. Isn't that beautiful? Prabhupada so beautiful, so compassionate. Now he was in he was in Vrindavan so respected by everybody in Vrindavan. He had met the Prime Minister of India. But out of his compassion, he left that and he went to New York City and preached to the hippies, the drug-addicted hippies. He was cooking for them, serving them out prasadam. Such an exalted personality taking such a humble meek position it's like we know there's so many great Vaishnavas of the past you know, the six Goswamis of Vrindavan the 
Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur and, and Narada Muni and uh, so many great Vaishnavas. Swayambhur, Narada Shambhu, Kumara, Kapila Manu, Palado, Janako Bhishma, Bali Rayakavir, Vyasakir Rayam, so many great Vaishnavas. But Prabhupada, he fulfilled the prophecy that the holy name of Krishna will be spread throughout the world. He fulfilled the prediction. We can't imagine how great Prabhupada is. One time a devotee asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, who are you? Prabhupada said, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. So Prabhupada so great. I'm convinced that if there was an, an, a, a gathering of all these great Vaishnavas I just told you about, and one was asked to speak, it would be Prabhupada that they would ask to speak. Because it's He that fulfilled the prediction of the scriptures. Pritiviti Achayata Nagaradigram Sarvatarpatoya Morina. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's predicted that the holy name of Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, will be spread to every town and village throughout the world. The Prabhupada fulfilled that prediction. I'll tell you one nice pastime, one of my favorite pastimes, Prabhupada. Not far from here, Calcutta, Prabhupada had an apartment. He had his family there. And this period I'm telling you about is after Prabhupada had been initiated. So he, he would invite the devotees there to his home and they would have the sadhusangam. So one devotee raised a question. He said, I've read this verse, Prithiviti Achayyati Nagarani Kram, that the name of Krishna would be spread to every town and village in the world. I find that to be inconceivable. Can any of you shed some light on this statement? So, it went around, different devotees said different things. And it came around to Abhay Charan, Prabhupada. And Prabhupada was very stern that yes, we have to have faith in the words of Scripture. It's going to happen. So this person that was asking, he was, he was most satisfied with Prabhupada's response. He had faith. Somehow it's going to happen. So now fast forward about 30 years. This same God brother Prabhupada's, he's in India and he's traveling around preaching. And he sees one Western devotee. 1970 with Kurta, Doti, Tilak, shaved head and he was shocked he said excuse me uh, where are you from? I'm from America you're from America and how did this happen? he said oh that's the mercy of my guru oh and who is your guru? He had a book. So he showed him the picture of Prabhupada. And this person looked at the picture 
Abai. Abai Babu, you did it. So Prabhupada did it. And he's still doing it. All over the world, now in China, so many devotees are, are joining in China. And it's underground. We can't have Hari now, we can't have book distribution outside. Just friends, meeting friends. But things are opening up there. The government printed the Srimad Bhagavatam. The Chinese government printed the Srimad Bhagavatam. So things are opening up. Just a question of time. Yes, Prabhu. Wait, start over, I didn't hear you. Ah, yes, you got to look out for the pride. There's a very nice verse. Mahadbir Bhaktinistai Shanda Svariniti Manyate. This verse is so beautiful. It's one of my favorites. Devotees of the Lord do not think the services they do are actions under their own control. They are expressions of Krishna's supreme mercy. This is how a devotee thinks. And this is how we should always think. We should always have this, this, this humble mood that we're even here in the association of devotees because it's, it's an expression of Krishna's supreme mercy. If we're able to distribute one book, we should have that mood. It's Krishna's mercy. Everything is Krishna's mercy. Whatever success we may have in any way, we should always have that humble feeling, that reality actually. <laughs> That's the reality. That everything is going on by the mercy of Krishna. So that'll help us stay humble. And if we forget that, then problems begin. You know, I think it's in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita by Narada Muni. But it starts out Mahad, M A H A D, Mahad Bhaktir. It might be in the Bhagavatam, I'm not positive. I'm almost sure it's in the we had Bhagavatam read. 
but just remember the English. That's <laughs> it's nice to know the Sanskrit too, but if you just remember the English, that's good enough. <laughs> Understand the message. distinction between book distribution and preaching. They're extremely closely related. There's different things that Prabhupada said. He said, what, what good will your two-minute lecture do? If they get a book, they can change their life because they'll have the book in their home. That's the advantage of, book, of distributing books. They take the book with them. And sometimes, they sit there for years, decades, and then they open it up. Sometimes, other people get the book. Just like I gave the example, the person got a book from me, then he wasn't, he gave it to another person. So in so many ways, book distribution is uh, more beneficial. But then you have some places in the world where preaching has much more success. Such as in Chapari and the areas around there. Most of the devotees there come from devotees preaching at the universities. Huge success in Pune and Chapati and other places, Belgaum. They do a lot of college preaching. Incredible success. Much more success there in preaching than in book distribution. But they have highly qualified preachers. Most places in the world we don't have that that facility. So therefore in most places it's better to distribute books with that exception of Chapati and, and family. Actually they have about 12 temples around there. All around Chapati. The satellite. And the ego has yeah, and even now this is uh, this Calcutta temple is like a, an extension, isn't it? Of Chaupati. Somebody of Radhana Swami's disciples are preaching all over Calcutta. Can I have a point? Yes. Even in Delhi, uh, we have now 17 temples. Yes. And today in Delhi we have a whole team of highly qualified devotees. Yes, that's They're right. Their lives yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yes, in New Delhi also there's a lot of highly qualified devotees preaching at the universities and they're making a lot of devotees. Seventeen temples? Seventeen. Iskon, Iskon. Iskon temples in yes. Delhi area. Wow. Well, he memorized them all. <laughs> we believe you. <ya. laughs> wow. 
Prabhupada said there should be at least 10 temples in New Delhi. And now there's 17. They, they, they even went over the, the quota. <laughs> and it's still growing. Jai. Gopal Krishnamar's Ki Jai. He's the main guru there, I believe. Yes. Thank you for giving us that wonderful news. Any other question? Yes, Ru. So this devotee is telling about one devotee who learned all the verses in the Bhagavad Gita, 700. So he told the devotee, the servant there, that he wanted to meet Prabhupada and tell him. So the devotee didn't invite him in. He, told, he asked Prabhupada if he'd like to meet him. And he told Prabhupada that this devotee, he's memorized the whole Bhagavad Gita. And Prabhupada told the servant, tell him be better to go out than distribute the book. <laughs> Rather than memorize all this, so we better distribute them. <laughs> I met one person in, in one temple. He, uh, he was confided into me about uh, he was having some difficulty. In, he's been distributing books for 10 years. So I was trying to encourage him and, and uh, trying to encourage him in, in reading Bhagavad Gita. So he said, actually, I haven't read the Bhagavad Gita yet. been a devotee for ten years. He said, you know, I don't like the Bhagavad Gita. I was shocked. <laughs> I never heard that before. So I said, well, Prabhu, better you force your mind to sit down and read the Bhagavad Gita. That'll help you. <laughs> Maybe you'll gain some affection for it after you read it. <laughs> that was pretty shocking. Yes, Prabhu. Okay, you're going to have to speak loudly. Wait, wait, you got the first one. That's good. Let me just deal with the first one first. So, I run across this also, I'm sure. So, they can actually purchase the book online. You can just, uh, sometimes they say, no, I'll remember it. But I always have a, uh, a pamphlet. So, I so said, you can purchase the book online. I don't know how much it is now. Was it $10? I think it's $10. I forgot. Just give them something. We should always have something to give them that has, the, you know, information about, you know, have some website or something. Because you run, we're going to run into that a lot more because the internet is becoming more and more popular. 
So we should give them some information. You could purchase the book online, or you could actually even better. There's a devotee that has a a website. I, I should have the information here. But they could read the book for free online. They could read all Prabhupada's books online. No, no, no. It's something else. It's something else. Okay, maybe that's it. But database, it's very difficult to find the free books. <laughs> if you try, it's very difficult. But this devotee, it just you just click on and it's all right there. You just, Bhagavad Gita is there, just click it, Bhagavad Gita right there, Srimad Bhagavatam. Like, I, you can just read all Prabhupada's books there for free. I wish I had the... Uh, database has it, but it's difficult to find. Automatically? Okay, so maybe that's it. Database. Okay, so write it down. Database.com. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. www.database.com. So maybe that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. So they could, you can just give them that. If they, if they don't have money, you can give them that. Here, you can read it for free. I do that as well. You can read the book for free online. And sometimes they like to read online. So that's good. Thank you for giving me that information. Oh, and in UK they have a code. They can for an e-book, and you can open. You can open. You can open that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get someone that has a Parameshwar Prabhu. Do I have any success distributing with Indians? I have a lot of success distributing with Indians. How? <laughs> well... What's a good mantra? They say, I already know, I already know, I got it. <laughs> okay, what I do is I show them now this is now many of you I've I've explained that we I show the pictures and some of you are, some of you do and some don't but with the Indians the pictures are a necessity you get them involved just like we have the the, the das avatar so I I tell them I'm going to test you guys <laughs> yeah. if it's a whole if it's like five people. I show them the Das Avatar and all five all five of them come and they got their head in there. Alright, who's that? I, I ask them, who's that? Alright, that's Ramachandra. Okay, who's that? That's, that's uh, Krishna. Are they, so I, I, get them in, I get them involved. It becomes a game. And they get totally into it. So I show them other pictures also. And I tell them, you know, I was born a Christian. And I found this Bhagavad Gita and now I'm, I'm living the Bhagavad Gita. Now this Bhagavad Gita you've known all your life. And then I asked him, have you read it? 99% haven't read it. So I said, you know, I've read this book about 30 times. It's an amazing book. Your Hindu background, you should read this book. And then to get the donation I tell him, you know, we're distributing the essence of Hindu Dharma. 
and we just ask for a donation for it. And practically they always take. You got to get that. That's the you got to get them involved in the pictures. That's the trick. And we're we're helping to establish Hindu Dharma. Sorry to use the Hindu every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> to distribute books. I look for Hindus. They're great. I, I engaged one, one Hindu and he, I, I offered the Bhagavad Gita to him. And he said, no, no, wait, I have something to show you. And I thought he was going to show me the Bhagavad Gita. So he opened up his bag and he pulls out the Bible. He said, I'm a Christian. I said, well, isn't that something? I grew up a Christian and I'm handing you the Bhagavad Gita. You're a Hindu and you're showing me the Bible. Now I've read the Bible. Have you read the Bhagavad Gita? No. We should read this too. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> so we took the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> Let's see if there's anybody else. Yes, Rahul. Uh, you said that uh, some, we lost many, many good distributors in Maya. Yes. Yes. Well, we always have free will. Krishna protects those who want to be protected. He doesn't want anybody to fall down. He wants everybody to go back to God. That's why he comes here. But, we always have our free will. And if that's taken away, then there can't be any love. So it's unfortunate. Therefore we should be very serious. He said it, Prabhupada said at any time any of you could fall down. Maya is very strong. You know that? We all know that. So therefore we have to be very careful. Prabhupada one time he told the devotee, when you rise in the morning, you should pray to Krishna. Krishna, I may die today or I may die tomorrow. Therefore, please help me to take this Krishna consciousness very seriously. Now that word die can mean our physical body or our spiritual life. This is in the Srimad Bhagavatam. If one's work does not bring one to Dharma, if one's Dharma does not bring one to renunciation, and if one's renunciation does not bring one to devotional service, then one is considered to be dead, although breathing. 
So in other words, practically everybody is dead in this world. The land of the living dead. They appear to be alive, but they're dead. And sometimes people come to our movement and they come alive in Christian consciousness. But then Maya attacks them and they go out and they're dead again. So therefore we have to be very careful. And there's a prayer in the 11th canto. Krishna says to Uddhava in the Uddhava Gita how to pray to me in the form of the deity. Prapanam parimam yishabhita mrtu gaharnavat You want to know how to pray to Krishna? This is how Krishna, here's God telling how to pray to him in the deity form. Please protect me from trying to surrender unto you. I'm very fearful of this material existence standing as I am in the mouth of death. Again, this could be our physical body or our spiritual life. We can, you know, Maya can take us away at any time. Please protect me who am trying to surrender unto you. I'm very fearful of this material existence standing as I am in the mouth of death. There's Krishna's words. That's how we should pray to him. Eleventh huh? canto. It starts out with prapanam. Prapanam means surrender. I don't know the exact verse. Prapanam pahimam. Prapanam pahimam isha. Okay. Anything else? Yes. They're very intelligent. <laughs> we have uh, preachers there that that went to IIT. They're the most they're the most qualified, the most they're, they're the most intelligent people in, in India. Yes. They, they spend a lot of time studying the shastra as well. Like they take all their courses from Sriman Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita before they even start preaching. Uh, Bhakti Shastri, Bhakti Vedanta, Bhakti Vaidhar, they know Prabhupada's books inside and out. Yeah. Yeah. Other question I have is, uh, in South India there are a lot of Christians, so when we distribute books to them, they don't take it because they say we are Christians. Ah, Christians. How do you distribute a book to a Christian? I got another trick for you. <laughs> <laughs> Indian Christians. Indian Christians. <laughs> You could tell them. You have to be detached. First of all, when you distribute a book to them, they become defensive. Right? No, no, this is not my religion. You tell them first, we're not trying to change your religion. We're not dogmatic. But there's always more to learn. Right? So with these, this short sentence, I distributed so many books to Christians. First you have to take their defense off. We're not trying to change your belief. Now not, not all of them will take obviously. 
but a lot of them have taken with this line. We're not trying to change your belief, but there's always more to learn. And you could also say, do you like culture? Do you like other cultures? This is a cultural presentation. And another really good one, you can tell them, this is a powerful one, another powerful one. You're a Christian? That's fantastic. You know, atheism is a growing like anything. We're on the same side. We're together. And you know in this book there's so many good arguments against atheism. They're like, wow, okay, good, alright, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, many take on that one too. We're together, we're on the same side, we believe in God. We're brothers, we're sisters. Okay? Yes, Prabhu. I can download it for you. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's already there. He can just, he can just, and give a donation for it and take it like that. Uh -huh. Oh, very good. <laughs> yes. Say it again. What is the argument for distributing? What is the art of distributing more than one book at a time? Well, Prabhu, sorry to disappoint you, but I've always only been a one booker. <laughs> because we're in the airport, you know? we couldn't carry around like like in Europe. I know in Europe they they, they walk around with stacks, and believe it or not, I, I was in the in the New York airport. And there was a devotee who had been trained up by, who was that, that devotee from, uh, no, the, 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 the Singh Prabhupada disciple, same Switzerland also. Rohini Sutta. Rohini Sutta had gone to New York and he was training them up. So Yogi Purusha, who, big German devotee, he's walking around with a stack this big in the airport. <laughs> So I said, Yogi, I don't think anybody's going to take that stack from you in the airport. <laughs> because there's no space. I mean, sometimes people, they have, you know, just to take a book like this, you know, it's hard to find space in their bags. So therefore, we, we were trained up just, just with one book. So I, I convinced Yogi Purush, you, know, you know, you don't have to carry all that weight, you know. <laughs> so yeah, in Europe, they had that, because they were going, you know, they were going to parking lots and people would take a whole stack. I read recently, uh, Hari Namananda, he distributed 110 books in 10 minutes. He, 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 it's interesting, he, uh, he went to one parking lot and as soon as he started distributing, 
one lady started shouting at him, we don't want you people here selling your books, you know, get out of here. And instead of arguing with her, he said, all right, Christian's arrangement, let me go somewhere else. So he went to the next parking lot, and he met these two guys, or three guys, and they were talking, and, and this, and Harinamananda, he started talking to him, presenting the books, and one of them thought, yeah, yeah this looks really interesting, yeah, I'll, I'll take a whole set, all right. So the other one, you know, if you sell one, then it's, you know, to sell the next one, it's done. He said, oh, the other one said, yeah, I'll take one too, and the other one had already left to his, to his car. So he, 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 he gave one set away, sold the set, so he was going back to get the other set for the other person, but the other person that, that had left already, he was, he was at his car, which is right next to Harinamananda's car. So one person already had a set, the other person's coming to get another set, and this person, when he came over to get this, the set for this other person, this person's asking, hey, what are you doing? Oh, this guy's got these sets, these amazing sets of books, you know, so Roger got one, and I'm going to get one, and I think he's got more, you can get one too. And, and they said, well, all right, you guys are getting the, I'll get one too. So in 10 minutes, he sold like 110, you know, th three sets. And he took, uh, and it's interesting that he, that he took that chastisement by that lady. All right, Christian wants me to go somewhere else. So that's, that's a mood we should also have. Don't, don't argue with people, just, you know, something like that happens, some reversal. All right, well, Christian wants me to do something else now. And Christian reciprocated. He saw his his humble demeanor. Then, all right, you're good, very good. Then, so he, I mean, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> and he was, I mean, he was just like unbelievable. Him and Naveen and Yura, they were just like inconceivable. And Anirdashivapu, Anirdashivapu, he distributed three thousand books in one day. He's got the world record. He would go to factories and get whole factories to take books. <laughs> In Russia. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been the guys right there. Those are the guys. Yeah. <laughs> I quoted a verse in the, in the very beginning of the class. Anybody remember what verse that was? Oh, oh, Shradaval Labite Yanam. It's a very nice verse. Krishna says, one who is, who is faithful, who is dedicated to transcendental knowledge, and who controls his mind and senses, becomes eligible to attain such knowledge. And upon attaining such knowledge, he achieves the highest peace. Shradhaval. Bhagavad Gita. Shraddha. Just look it up. Shradhaval. Shradhaval. Labhyate Jnanam. Labhyate Jnanam. Shradhaval. Labhyate Jnanam. Beautiful verse. So many verses. So many wonderful verses in the Bhagavad Gita. Yes. 
just a question about how these two figure. You can start it out with just your same approach with, this, with a, whatever book, one book, and then and then you can introduce the Bhagavad Gita. Have you heard of this one? And then yeah, Einstein's favorite, and then show the back approach of other people. And then we'll explain the picture of another book. And then that's your whole mantra. They got at least three books there. It's not a big deal to ask people for a lot of their own love Yeah, yeah, I recently read that uh, one Sankirtan devotee was saying that uh, they were used to distributing one book, but then, you know, Vaisheshika Prabhu has this uh, saying, the more you show, the, the more you sell. So this devotee thought, well, yeah, let me, let me give it a try. So he went out and he was, he was selling, he was, putting five books in their hand and people were taking without much difficulty or sometimes they take one or two but many times they take you know five or seven books I mean there's nothing nothing to lose if they you know if they take all of them you know what, what a, how wonderful that is and they might say well they might say well I'll just take one or two but at least you're taking one or two <laughs> That's good. Thank you for that. If they don't give you enough lakshmi to cover it, I mean, just say, well, would it be okay if you just took two books? I always ask them the yeah. question. Rather than two I'll just take two. The question. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, thank you. Right. Wait a minute. Let me get, he didn't speak. Yes, go ahead. Sometimes they want to know more, but, you, but it's a touchy subject because some Okay. Sometimes they want to know more about the book, but then if you say more, then they might say, "Well, no, I'm not interested." So there's there's favorable there's nice things you can say about the books. Uh, that's why it's important to to read the books. We can come up with things to say about the books you know, it's higher consciousness inner peace and uh, you just have to sometimes I tell them I actually what uh, Parameshwar Prabhu said that this is uh, this is Einstein's favorite book Gandhi you could show them Gandhi's quote and Emerson and Thoreau these are great personalities And you could tell them this book actually it changed my life in a very positive way. That that convinces a lot of people. Just say something like that. Now, I know one devotee. He says that every time. He said, This book changed my life in such a wonderful way. And people like to hear that. They like to hear, you know, life changes. So it's a nice thing to say also. But yeah, you don't want to if they're, if they're not showing much interest, you don't want to spend too much time. Of course, there's body language also. You know, the things that they say, you don't want to waste too much time. Give them, you know, give other people a chance, an opportunity to get books also. Yes? Uh, I put in all the people in business, the way they communicate, the way they exchange information, the way they collaborate, they use all the technology. Uh, they use... Internet technology. Internet technology. Okay. 
Amazon.com in the world, Alibaba.com in China, you got uh, you know, the company of India also. So what are we doing of having these models of buying books over the uh, uh, applications through the sites because a lot of people have a lot of money. They have a lot of uh, need. Money becomes the demand, they have money also. But they don't have time to come to meet us. We we have a whole strategic plan working on that right now. Gopal Bhatta, Prabhu, he's uh, in charge of the strategic planning. So they're they're doing that now. They're getting internet. You know, they're they're working on the internet, good internet, you know, connection or website or something. So that's being worked on. We do have tech wizards that are working on these things. I don't know anything about it though. <laughs> you have to contact Gopal Bhatta, Prabhu. I, I can get it to you, yeah, I can get it to you. Anything else? Yes. Can you maybe say something about improv, but say, uh, as a tip to distribute books, louder than like anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I found that to work quite um, Another thing, another thing to add to that, thank you for reminding me of that. I was thinking about, I, I forgot. One of the sweetest things to anyone's ear is their name. People love to hear their name. <laughs> and I found this so much lately. At least I'll tell people's name three times. Minimum three times. When you say their name, you become their friend. Very important. Get their name, say their name. So Joe, yeah, this is a really nice book. You know, you're going to, I mean, it's, like, it's incredible. You know, I've, been, I've read it, it's like amazing, so many people. So Joe, you keep it with you, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And Joe, you know, just, uh, everyone just shoots in a donation. You know, it's, a, it's very, it makes a big difference. And flatter them, yeah. You're, you're, you seem like a pretty bright guy, I think you'll appreciate it, yeah. I was just a book one time in the, in the airport, and this guy came by and, and he was dressed pretty sharp. I said, man, you are sharp. And he stopped right there in his tracks. Thank you very much. And then I handed him the, <laughs> I handed him the book and he was like completely into it. Yeah. He says, flatter them like anything. Sir, you are so wonderful. You're so intelligent. Everything about you is wonderful. Now forget everything that you've learned and accept the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> so yeah, flatter like anything. Very good. You, 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 I like your hat, you know, nice hat. You know. you're, you're a handsome guy, nice clothes, you, you, you look sharp, you know. Just flatter them. Whatever you can see, flatter them. It's good. They look. Yeah. And when you appreciate how they look, 
it, it's working. All right, my 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 appearance is working. Someone's impressed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not say to a girl, she'll be offended. Yeah, Brahmacharya, you know, you look, you got a really nice dress there, you know. <laughs> Brahmacharya, shouldn't do that. Anything else? Yes. Righty time. He gets the woman on his side by flattering her. And then as he's explaining the books, he says, these make for really deep, intimate relations. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody hear that? Did you hear that? Okay, he's speaking to, Roy Nittai is speaking to, uh, to couples. And he flatters the girl first because generally the girl's in, in control. 99% of the time. So then he says, you know these books make for deep, intimate, long-term relationships. And it works, huh? <laughs> That's a great one. the children to wait till, till marriage before they, they say, say. You know, if they say no, the kids go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty funny. He's good, yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else? Did everybody get that? You got that? Did you get that? He tells the families to the father, you're awesome. And what a wonderful family. A very competent father. These these books help to keep kids away from drugs. And keeps them from having sex before marriage. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, anything else? Okay, thank you very much. See the Prabhupada Ki Jai. We have one more, actually. One more? You want one more? You want to hear one more? All right, one more. When I live dialects of Hindus, and when I give them Bhagavad Gita, they always say, I already have one. No, I already addressed that. You want yeah, then you tell them that we have Prabhupada's Gita. You weren't here when I said, I just mentioned that about the Bhagavad Gita with Hindus. Anyway, I'll tell you, they already heard, I'll tell you later. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Transcendental Book Distribution Ki Jai.